0: If you are a professional communicator, a journalist, writer, advertising creative, television producer, and you go to work in a media or cultural institution each day, what do you make? One argument is that professional communicators make shared ways of life. For much of the 20th century, we might think of this industry as producing a narrative about what it means to live a good life. By good life, I mean, what do we dream about when we think about a contented life? family, a house in the burbs, summers at the beach. Media institutions produce groups of people, populations, societies, publics, audiences, who enter into, desire and practice certain kinds of ideas of what it means to live a good life. Here's where some critically important power dynamics kick in. If you create collective identities around shared ideas of a desirable good life, then you need to have a system that can deliver on those promises. If you make a house in the suburbs, a new car and a range of household gadgets desirable, then you need to make those things attainable for the majority of the population. Societies break down when they cannot deliver what they promise. The media and cultural industries appear then to reflect back to us the ways of life we already want and are already living. Media don't so much tell us what to do as much as they reflect back to us our own lives – They demonstrate to us how we're part of a larger collective. Media is locked together with the industrial system. It makes desirable what is already accessible and available. Go and check out 1950s Coca-Cola advertisements. What these advertisements promise is the kind of society that 1950s mass society was delivering. You'll see women delivering trays of ice-cold Coke or beer to men in suburban lounge rooms as they play cards, or on back patios as they barbecue. While the gender norms in these images are not desirable to us today, they did affirm the social relationships of the time. The first episode of the TV drama Mad Men contains a famous Lucky Strike pitch scene. Mad Men is set in an advertising agency in New York in the 1960s. In this scene, the agency pitches a campaign to Lucky Strike Tobacco. The tobacco industry is concerned because they can no longer advertise cigarettes as a health product. We have six identical companies making six identical products. We can say anything we want. How do you make your cigarettes? I don't know. Shame on you. We breed insect repellent tobacco seeds, plant them in the North Carolina sunshine, grow it, cut it, cure it, toast it. Well, there you go. There you go. But everybody else's tobacco is toasted. No, everybody else's tobacco is poisonous. Lucky Strikes is toasted. Well, gentlemen, I don't think I have to tell you what you just witnessed here. I think you do. Advertising is based on one thing, happiness. And you know what happiness is? Happiness is the smell of a new car. It's freedom from fear. It's a billboard on the side of the road that screams with reassurance that whatever you're doing, it's okay. You are okay. At the end of the pitch, the ad creative Don Draper says, If you can't make those health claims, neither can your competitors. This is the greatest opportunity since the invention of cereal. You have six identical companies making six identical products. We can say whatever we want. How do you make your cigarettes? The Lucky Strike owner explains, grow, cut, toast. Don writes, it's toasted on the board. Everyone else's tobacco is poisonous. Lucky strikes is toasted. Advertising is based on one thing, happiness. And you know what happiness is? Happiness is the smell of a new car. It's freedom from fear. It's a billboard on the side of the road that screams with reassurance that whatever you are doing, it's okay. You are okay. The scene illustrates four important aspects of the work professional meaning makers and the media and cultural industries they work in do. Firstly, what we are watching is professional communicators who are experts in using symbolic power engage with the owners of enterprise who have economic power to respond to a political problem. Professional communicators help the industry maintain their economic power. Professional communicators helped tobacco shift cigarettes from being a health product to a cool lifestyle product. The tobacco industry maintained economic power by drawing on the symbolic power of the advertising industry. Meaning making affects how goods circulate. If I want to live the good life, I need to smoke cigarettes. Professional communicators have the power then to construct the meanings that shape what we do. There are many identical products... They are the ones that embed them in different ways of life. Professional communicators work for other powerful groups in society, corporations, governments, and so on. Secondly, professional communicators are astute observers of culture and society. They understand the complicated nature of making and circulating meaning. They understand you can't tell people what to think. You need to construct a lifestyle that people identify with. Professional communicators are engaged in processes of observation and research that closely track what kinds of meanings and lifestyles are circulating in specific places and times. There is a back and forth between social life and the institutions that seek to shape society. Thirdly, professional communicators generate a story about the good life. Don Draper says advertising is based on happiness, the smell of a new car, a billboard that says you're okay, Advertising reflects back to us our own lives and ideals. Media is critical to that process because of its capacity to capture information, store it, process it, and convey it to huge populations. Finally, Don Draper is a creative rule breaker. Creating meaning relies on granting meaning makers a degree of autonomy. Media organisations are characterised by the tensions then between creative impulses and strategic imperatives. This is the creative tension at the heart of meaning making in media institutions.